Hello guys, welcome to the podcast, Foodcast 360, where we talk about football and everything. For the episode 3, we are going to be talking about uh, particular teams and their fans are here. So, we have Ahmed here from supporting Leicester City, sorry, supporting Leeds United. Uh, Joan Edwin James, supporting West Ham United. Hakneep Ghosh here, supporting Liverpool FC. Gokul here, supporting Spurs. And Sandeep here, supporting the Manchester City. So let's start with a quick intro from each and every one of you guys. So let me start with Ahmed. So give us a small intro about yourself, bro. Uh, hi, bro. Uh, I'm Ahmed from Singapore. I've been supporting Leeds uh, since 2016. That's all, bro. I got a PhD. Yeah, that's a small intro. So let's go to Edwin here, supporting West Ham United. Hello guys, my name is Juan Edwin. I've been a West Ham supporter since 2016 and uh, I've been giving my personal views about the club for the past year. Thank you. Yeah, let us ask Agniv about his uh, experience in supporting Liverpool City. Yeah, so first of all, thanks for having me on board on this podcast. So I've been an Liverpool fan since Jürgen Klopp came to the club. So basically, I was impressed with his work at Borussia first. But I was originally supporting Liverpool because of Steven Gerrard, obviously. <laughs> so that's it. I currently, I am from Kolkata, but I currently reside in Chennai. So that's it from me. Thank you yeah. for having me on there. Yeah, thank, thanks a lot, brother. So let us ask uh, about Sandeep and his ventures in supporting the mighty city. Uh, hi, hi everybody, and uh, Balaji, thank you for, for you know inviting me on uh, uh, your podcast. Uh, it is uh, really uh, an honor to come to such a podcast where all football fans are you know uh, trying and you know uh, talking about their favorite clubs and how exactly they started supporting. So I started supporting City since 2007-8 season. Uh, my favorite player actually was uh, because I saw. Uh, Ilano and Petrov, if you guys know about uh, them. So it all started in the years 2007-8. I didn't really, you know, I was not a really hardcore fan at that time. But I really need, I wanted to understand the basics of football because at that time I started watching and also started playing football. And uh, and then you, you see what exactly and how exactly the takeover happened in uh, uh, for Manchester City. Uh, Sheikh Mansoor came and uh, and it, it was it was uh, something really different and then after that uh, you know uh, till 2021 we we are one of the one of the top club right now so yeah yeah so that's I all. think yeah that's great bro Sandeep nice experience you shared with us so I think Gokul is not here uh, Gokul can you hear us Yeah, guys, so let's talk about transfers, shall we? Uh, it's been a pretty good window so far for half of the clubs here. and Not for West Ham because they haven't signed anyone yet. Uh, new signings coming soon, I guess. So let's start with Agnif. What is What are your thoughts on the Leopold's transfer market? Yeah, the thoughts. So obviously, like every year, our board has confirmedly pissed off the fans again, just making one, one transfer. I mean, Ibrahim Konate. Obviously, he's a good defender. I've seen in the 
like the pre like the preseason matches against Mainz, he performed good alongside. He was performing well, so I hope that he could perform alongside Virgil as a support for Joe Gomez. So because last season, as we have seen, the entire backline was injured. No, literally, you have to play academy players in the backline. So again, so after that, so after that. Uh, what can I say? Like it's just a hit and miss for us. Like so many players have been linked, leaving, leave, like leaving, letting John Genie Wijnaldum go was the biggest mistake in my opinion. So Genie Wijnaldum, obviously such a great midfielder, letting him go on a free to PSG. Also no, no contract talks with Jordan Henderson. Absolutely astonishing. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> so like still many players have been linked. Like Saul Niguez, but obviously Saul Niguez is linked. Then Kylian Mbappe, Kylian Mbappe, which is a highly unrealistic for me, considering the fact that if City is able to sign Harry Kane, so I think there is a slight chance that Kylian can sign for Liverpool. So he will obviously be a good backup for Firmino, who has obviously seen a dip in last season. So in my thoughts, the transfer window has been pretty average. So that's it for me. Uh... I think for me, Mbappe coming to Liverpool, I think his dream is to play for what Real Madrid and Real Madrid are too interested in him. So I guess yeah, he'll yeah, be that's, going that's there. I said. It's, a, it's a pretty unrealistic transfer. So it's a slight yeah. possibility, but if it happens, it's good. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about asking the intro of Edwin here supporting West Ham United. So let me ask him about the intro and the transfer news. Yeah, so can I go ahead? Yeah, cool. I'll go ahead. Yeah, so the thing is, okay, so first off, hi, I'm Gopal. So I'll be talking about like Tottenham Hotspur today and you know how their transfer window has been, what we can expect given that the new manager who being you know Esperico is coming in and you know general outlook into the game, right? So first off, uh, I mean, today's biggest news was the departure of Alvarez. I mean, I personally think it has its implications. Uh, I'll address all of them one by one. Right. So first off, about Nuno. Right. In light, we'll go like this. We'll talk about Nuno, and then we'll talk about the signings and how that fits into his approach. Uh, is that school? So, so first off, uh, Nuno at Wolves has played a general, you know, three-four-three-ish formation, which while defending has like a five at the back with you know two wing backs and three in the center with the center pivot, right? And that kind of style, I think, will suit here. Because, see, the fact is that you have Matt Doherty and uh, Sergio Reguillon. And the thing is that, see, Reguillon, we know, is a proper left-back who can defend and attack well. We've seen him give assists to Bale, to Lamela, to, you know, good, good passes. Like, take Chelsea last year, you know. Uh, all those important knockout matches too, he has performed, he's given solid performances and he can perform up front and back, so that on the left is covered and Daherty, I mean, there's no need no need to even elaborate, he was under, he was in Wolves before he came to Spurs, so he knows the system of Nuno so I think that shouldn't be a problem you know, the wing-backs work well and I mean, you obviously have a very stable midfield, Hoiberg Sissoko, Ndombele you know, so on and so forth. And Hoiberg, for me, has been brilliant this season. Let it be for Denmark, let it be for um, 
Suppose he's provided the defense with a lot of support. He's helped, you know, been there in the box to block the shots, to stop the chance that could be converted. And I mean, personally, his passing is also top notch. So, I mean, I personally feel that he's a solid uh, player at the center. So, I mean, the other midfielder in 3 4 3, I'd say, would be Endomili, given that he can draw back and go. Up front, he has played box to box well, and I mean, yes, yeah, sure, Mourinho did play him at AM few times, but I mean, personally speaking, that is said. I mean, the biggest question for Spurs this transfer window would be, I mean, the one thing that all Spurs fans would be looking at is uh, whether or not Kane is staying, right? So there's a whole hundred million Man City saga going on, and Levy not wanting to sell because. I mean, 100 million plus players is a, a huge bid, and even Levy knows that. But the reason why he isn't letting Kane go is because Kane's like the one person who's solely keeping Spurs up alive. And the thing is that, I mean, with Son for support, the Gil coming in, who will be used as a winger, obviously, you know, Mora getting more games, being more consistent this season could be. Brilliant for Kane again. He's been quite, I mean, even at the Euros, he didn't, you know, score at the beginning, but he picked up the form. He's he started scoring later. So, I mean, I'm, I'm Kane has been one of the most consistent forwards. I mean, look at his goals every season, right? So, that is one thing we need to know. And yeah, uh, so the two most recent signings uh, just a second. Hello. Yeah, continue, yeah. Gokul. So, yeah, so anyway, um, for me, the two new signings, I mean, uh, Brian Gill has been announced. They're saying Romero is happening. So, Brian Gill, obviously, brilliant signing. He's young. I mean, so, I mean, it's a great signing. He'll obviously provide it first. They'll let him well. He'll be a one to keep. And Romero, yes. So, see, with Romero, our defense gets support. So, the thing is, Dyer last season, remember, under Mourinho, got good game time, was pretty solid. We have seen that. So, I mean, uh, this one, what? We could again see Dyer step up. That is also a real possibility. So, yeah, this is actually what I've made of Spurs transfer window, the presence of Nuno and, you know, how it's going to fit in. So, yeah, there is a pretty interesting season, to say the least, of first first fans. Yeah, thank you for your opinions, Gopal. So, let me ask Edwin about his small introduction because I forgot it from the start. And let me ask Edwin about the transfers going on in the West Ham United. I'm sorry, yeah, can you ask so... the question? Uh, talk, bro, Edwin. Yeah, so obviously the West Ham transfer window has been pretty disappointing so far. But uh, the thing is, West Ham always hasn't been, you know, that prolific in the transfer window. We haven't been really hitting on with our signings, you know. Uh, from the Pellegrini era, we have made some terrible signings in uh, Allaire, uh, Sebastian Allaire and Felipe Anderson. Who have left the club, unfortunately, for a very small fee for from which they were bought for. So, 
looking at the transfers now and the squad that we have for you, which, which we have to utilize to play Europe next season, the squad depth is really low. We really need to make signings so that we can manage a few competitions, you know, a bit of a squad rotation. So with the squad we have, we currently cannot simply cannot do that. You know, David Moyes has a fixed eleven, and you know he can't move from that fixed eleven right now. So uh, with the recent signings, I, uh, we haven't signed really anyone other than some few academy signings under 19s, under 23s. We haven't really made a first team signing yet. Uh, we have had a, de- a departure of Anderson and Ale this year. So we haven't really filled in for those positions yet. So looking at potential transfer targets, uh, you know, every year West Ham are linked with 10,000 players in the world for their positions. So that's exactly the same case this year as well. We've been linked with numerous defenders, numerous midfielders and numerous strikers across every league in the world. (laughs) So... So some of the targets have been closed, but nothing has been confirmed as of yet. So examples include Alphonse Ariola, or you know the Fulham on loan goalkeeper. Uh, the second of uh, which was recent was uh, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain from Liverpool. The third one was uh, Toby Alderweireld. There was some talk about it, but now this decision has been made, and so on and so forth. There. If you look about the West Ham transfer page, you will see probably Kylian Mbappe was linked with West Ham. You probably wouldn't have realized that Neymar was linked to West Ham in 2011. That's a fun fact. So, you know, this West Ham transfer policy has been, you know, in a shambles because uh, they could have made those big signings when they should have, but they couldn't. So that's a disappointing thing to take. But David Moyes, as we know, is a man of his word. He keeps keeps signing some very impressive players. You know, during his time in Everton, he signed some very quality players. So we're expecting him to pull up a move. You know, we're expecting him to sign Matthews Pereira from West Brom, who were relegated last season. So that deal is close to be completed, I would say. So in about two to three weeks, West Ham should see a few number of signings and deals to be completed and hopefully with no more departures because we cannot afford any more departures for the coming season. So, and uh, another departure which could happen is, uh, there's a lot of controversy about this, is about Declan Rice. Uh, the club has valued Declan Rice at uh, 100 million, which may be overpriced, but uh, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bold move because he's young, he's experienced, he's the captain of a European club now. So uh, I'm not saying it should be 100, but at least a 65 million bid should be uh, apt enough. But even if it if it is made, West Ham should be rejecting the offer, I should say, because he's such an important figure to the club. You know, a captain's badge, captain's badge is given to him because of his influence over the club and because of his uh, ever ever present figure in the middle of the park. So I think uh, if they improve at Declan's rise, Declan Rice's contract a bit more, maybe he should stay for a year or more too. So and another signing they won't probably would have to make would be the striker position, uh, because we are only having a senior one a single senior striker in our squad, and uh, we probably need to fill those positions in as well. Yeah, uh, if 
uh, I used to play football manager. If you guys don't know, with West Ham United, and uh, the first thing I will be looking for for forward to sign is the striker position because uh, there is only one striker in the squad. So yeah, let me come to yes, Sandeep yes, here. Yes. Yeah, let me come to Sandeep here. Hello. Yeah, we can. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Balaji. Uh, so uh, basically, our uh, main two targets for Manchester City is uh, going to be Grealish and. Uh, I'm really sorry to say, but yes, uh, Harry Kane is one that we are looking for, and uh, and it's not going to be really um, any 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 easy target for us because both uh, both are uh, you know the best players in their respective clubs. And uh, and to be really frank about uh, one thing is that uh, City are the only team that can actually afford uh, both the players, along with you know the the likes of uh, Kevin De Bruyne and also if you if you really see Ruben Diaz, uh, is going to get a new contract offer again for uh, uh, for his brilliance uh, in the first season at Manchester City. And uh, talking about the transfers, right now that we have uh, we have. Uh, We've we've sold a lot of players, uh, academic players, and also we are we are, we are trying to uh, sell uh, Bernardo Silva, and uh, I guess uh, we are might we or we might have to sell Emmerich uh, uh, Laporte as well because he uh, uh, if you heard about the news that he's uh, a bit of un he's a bit unhappy and. Uh, we are also looking for another centre back as well. If uh, uh, Laporte won't be, uh, you know, with us, and uh, we are also in for Nuno Mendes, uh, the sporting guy. So for that, I can't really say that we, we are uh, really into that. But uh, maybe because uh, Pedro Poros is uh, in uh, the sporting uh, team, so we might cash in for him. Uh, and uh, Nuno Mendes coming back. Uh, I know we signed Nuno Mendes for Manchester City. Uh, that's all for uh, from my side. Thank you, Babaji. Yeah, thank you, Sandeep, for your information. So let me get straight to Hamad here, supporting Leeds United. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I don't think like we're going to spend like lot of uh, money in the transfer window because like. Even like last season, we spent like around a hundred million in transfer window. So I think like this season we we might like spend less, uh, get like mostly like spending contracts rather than like buying players. So uh, like, there were like rumors right about uh players like Nandes and players like that. So I don't think like that will happen. Mostly like we will spend in contracts. Maybe like get uh, someone to. As a backup for Rafinha, so that's all. Yeah, I think Leeds will be staying, will be planning to staying in the Prem like Aston Villa did because they, they got promoted to the Prem and they stayed subtle for a season. And next season they started buying some players. So I think Leeds will follow the same. So let me get to Agni here. What are your thoughts on the preseason and? Your predictions for the upcoming season. 
So the preseason basically just one match happened against Mines. Not 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 that so much impressive. I would say like we won just by an own goal. But still Konate impressed. Konate definitely impressed. That's the plus point there. It's good to see him that he can fit in the role already. So it will be helpful for the upcoming season. So as for the upcoming season, so if Liverpool doesn't make any major signings, I definitely have concerns about them. They have to make some attacking changes. Firmino has a massive dip in form. He can't play so well. Firmino just, uh, just in my opinion, just has to be benched. And to, as soon as they have to renew Jordan Henderson's contract, because he's a captain, he's a role model. If he leaves, I the team moral will definitely go down. So yeah, so my so Liverpool definitely needs some important signings. Saul Niguez could be one of them, as my opinion. But let but we still many clubs are uh, looking at him. So we cannot say anything definitely for the uh, definitely at the moment because our transfer budget is just so restricted that we can't afford so many star signings in just one window. Like few years ago, we were able to sign Virgil and Allison just because. We sold Coutinho uh, to Barca for like 170 something million. So yeah, so basically the owners don't back enough. Basically the star signings come only once every few years. So basically I have a bit of concern about them. So let's see what happens. We can't say anything definite for you. Yeah, your, your table prediction and the top scorers. Okay, my table prediction, so... If Liverpool managed to get some good signings, so definitely if I'm optimistic, I would have them uh, winning the title or at least finishing in the top three. Like third, second or first. Yeah, and the top scorer, obviously, it's uh, Mo Salah. I don't think so. For Liverpool, it's Mo Salah. For all over Premier League, if Harry can live some Man City, then Harry can. Definitely Harry can. No one can stop him. Such consistent player. Yeah, Harry can is too consistent. So let me get to Sandeep here on his preseason thoughts and his prediction for the upcoming season. Yes, so the uh, we have a match uh, today itself uh, against uh, Bristol uh, North End, and uh, we then have an updated. Uh, uh, match against Barnsley and then we go against uh, Leicester in the Community Shield. And the prediction for the Premier League uh, definitely is going to be, uh, uh, I'm not going to be biased or something. I am really confident about uh, Manchester City uh, because uh, even if we don't uh, know uh, by a hurricane, we might uh, come up with a third or fourth choice. Maybe Danny Ings might be the replacement for Sergio Aguero. Uh, I'm not really being optimistic. But uh, we are going to get uh, Harry Kane somehow. I don't know how, but uh, let's see. And uh, yeah, that will be the, the position that I'm really uh, talking about. Uh, Manchester City being uh, the Premier League winners yet again. And uh, hopeful for uh, another Champions League uh, final and uh, the title as well. Uh, let's hope uh, City win the title this season. Because last two seasons, it's it was a nightmare for the fans going to the finals and losing on the losing in the finals. So let me ask Edwin James one, Edwin about the West Ham City's 
pre-season and the predictions for the upcoming season? Yeah, so the West Ham pre-season has been a little bit shaky in the start, uh, but now it's picking up pace. So uh, we beat uh, recently we beat Celtic six two at uh, in Scotland. Uh, so the preseason is going good. So uh, at this moment of time, we have a fixture against Atalanta for the Betway Cup. So it will be interesting to see how uh, our side will fare against uh, UCL side. So interesting to see where this where our club and where all our players will be headed to. after the end of preseason and looking into the premier league as i said the transfer window has to be the pivotal point in our premier league season and currently with if this is the squad that goes into the premier league season i'd say we'd finish mid table i'm really sorry to say this but i don't think we'll be going for a european competition again <laughs> so like a one season wonder or some i'm not degrading the club at all but if uh, just it's just too hard to catch up with other premier league clubs who have done so brilliantly in the transfer window so i'd say we'd finish uh, you know mid table mediocrity is the name so we'd finish around uh, 10 to 11 because you know uh, because in history always says the thing because it, last season if you remember sheffield united were so close for a european title and the very next season they got relegated at the bottom so i'm just too convinced that we won't be finishing top but sure, i'm sure that we won't be finishing rock bottom either so somewhere in the middle so i'd say around probably 10 or 11 yeah that's the bitter truth for a mid mid table team so i appreciate your honesty over the team bro so let me get to ahmed here and what is your, what is his thoughts on the pre season and the, on the upcoming season so uh, we have pre season from tomorrow bro uh, against blackburn then we have the games again like fleetwood betis and ajax so where do we didn't see for how they play and stuff for the season i think like we can finish in eight uh, better than like last season so like at least we can go to the conference league uh, because i think like we deserve to be in europe bro because we put uh, pretty so well last season especially like towards the end so i'm hoping like we can do better just like start start from where we ended last season so finish in eighth yeah your prediction on the top scorers Sure, okay guys let let me get to gokul here supporting spurs and his opinions on the pre season and the upcoming season gokul hello yeah uh, what's your question oh what's your prediction for the upcoming season and the and your thoughts on the pre season going on okay yeah so this one I mean, to be fair, the pre-season, see, the thing is, it's too early to comment. You, you just have a new manager and you can't really make much based just on the pre-season. But, I mean, considering all practical factors, like, you know, the sign- level of signings that Manchester United are making, City squad, all those things, Liverpool, right? Uh, I'd say, I mean, a top four is really, really hard. 
right? But a top six finish should be something that is within the reach of Spurs, right? That is the first prediction. And the second one is that, um, I mean, more than this season, once Nuno settles in, I think that Spurs have the chances of finishing much higher than what they will this very season. So, yeah, those are my two predictions. You know, a fifth or a sixth place in the Premier League, that is the finish that Spurs fans ideally should expect. Your prediction on the top scorers? Anything you have? Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, top scorers, I mean, if Ken keeps up his current form, I don't see anyone winning the golden boot in the Premier League over Harry Kane. And I personally think that, I mean, this year, Kane will again, Kane and Hoiberg will be two star performers for um, a Tottenham Hotspur. If can if Kane stays, that's the matter of things. <laughs> yeah, if Kane stays, but I mean, we've all seen even in the past how Levy can be. You know how stubborn he is, never willing to give in to anything. So I wouldn't really be surprised if Kane ends up actually staying. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, I think yeah, we are coming to the end of the podcast episode three here. So, thank you guys for having me uh, as your host. Thank you guys for your participation. So, you want to say something? We are going to the outro. Okay, guys. Let me see you on the next episode where we discuss about the Laliga teams. So, until then, goodbye.